Welcome back to another episode of Extra Credit, a weekly podcast from the National Association of Credit Management, where you can expect to hear from different credit professionals each Friday. We'll help you stay informed about the latest in the B2B credit world. My name is Anna Caroline Caruso, NACM's Editor-in-Chief. Now let's dive into this week's top stories. First, we're taking a look at the September Credit Manager's Index results. The CMI rose slightly from its two-year low reading of 55 to 55.6. While the small improvement is encouraging, NACM economist Amy Cruz-Cutts says respondents have a more urgent tone when describing business conditions. So the September CMI came in six-tenths of a point higher than what we had in August, which is a moderate increase and in the positive direction, which is great. But I think there's a couple things that that surprised me in the index. And that had to do with, for those respondents that added extra comments, I felt that this month there was a more urgent tone uh, in their comments, indicating that they were seeing more of their clients failing to meet terms collections are are being are harder to get and continued supply chain problems that just are not helping and then because of those supply chain problems their customers start demanding concessions and it's it's just it's it's been sort of nonstop and then you add the price inflation that's happening due to commodities and all the other inputs and labor costs they're trying to pass that on to their clients and as a result sales are up but many of our respondents are indicating that their units of sales are down. But this doesn't bode well. It means there's not a lot of room to absorb those price increases. The disputes index lost one point to come in at 48.2. It's 12th consecutive month below 50. This is closely tied to supply backlogs and logistics issues. You know, when the CMI was was thought of and the questions were designed, the idea behind disputes being a unfavorable factor was that companies that are struggling will start to to pay more attention to their bills and be more aggressive about disputing items uh, in the hopes of bringing down their costs. But with the supply chain disruptions, if something, you know, companies may be doing just fine, but because of a delay in delivery, they may demand, you know, a refund of, say, the delivery costs or, or a, you know, a discount on the price because it didn't get delivered on time, and then they suffer from their clients being unhappy. So the disputes has kind of changed its its meaning during the pandemic. You can read the full CMI report on our website at nacm.org. Next, we're taking a look at what a few key recession indicators currently show. As a general rule, a recession is defined as two consecutive quarters of decline in gross domestic product. And the U.S. economy hit the mark by contracting in the first six months of 2022. But Cutts says another strong indicator is the yield curve. You know, I worry now that the Treasury curve has pretty much fully inverted along the entire terms. What that means is that short-term Treasury rates, so say a six-month or a one-year Treasury bond, are now paying higher interest rates than a five or a 10 year treasury bond. And we'd had a little bit of an inversion for a while, but now pretty much the whole curve has inverted. That's often a sign that a recession is coming. All eyes are on the Federal Reserve to see if they will pull off a soft landing or tip the U.S. economy into a recession. Chairman Powell in his press release after the Fed Open Market Committee meeting uh, last week where they raised interest rates 75 basis points 
indicated not only would more increases be coming, which a little bit, you know, the market had already priced in the 75 basis points. So you didn't see a big stock market or bond market reaction immediately. But once they sort of absorbed his comments, which were essentially that they would continue to raise rates aggressively until inflation was tamed, was a little startling in its emphasis. While I, I think in a normal context, that would be a very strong um, and appropriate policy response. We add into that the broken supply chains as they are, the movement away to different, more efficient supply chains that perhaps are a little more expensive, but, but have more reliability. Um, there's not a lot the Fed can do on the supply side. And with all of those pressures on prices, it's gonna take a lot of demand destruction to get inflation back down to 2%. So I think that the comment and the, and the sort of um, strong tone that was used in that comment really implies for us that, that we have a lot more tightening to come. Another indicator to watch is the housing market, which Cuts says is showing significant stress. You know, mortgage rates are now uh, well above 6.5%, touching close to 7%. Uh, and most of that rise has been within three months. So it's really tamping down on housing demand. You know, we'll soon see construction pullbacks. So, you know, parts of the economy are already buckling under the tightening. And um, so I guess I'm a little more uh, pessimistic than I was before that we will see recession sooner than later. Check out E! News for an update on other key recession indicators. That's all for this week's episode of Extra Credit. We'll be back next Friday, but until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. In the meantime, you also can register for next week's webinar, Solving Cash Management Challenges with AI, on Wednesday.